Hello and welcome to Is Mayonnaise a Podcast. I am one of your hosts, Omar Lopez, and I'm joined with the real Birdman of Bikini Bottom. Josh Himo, you just gave away my secret identity to everyone who listens to this. It's not that secret if you are posting pictures of yourself trying to jump off your roof and fly off into the sun. That's on my close friends, and that's it. <laughs> oh, well, it's I screenshot it and I've sent it to multiple people, so, so I don't think your secret's really that secret. Oh, I'll have to come up with a new secret identity. It's okay. Maybe next time. <laughs> Maybe next time. All right. Uh, if you have never listened to this podcast before, you are tuning in to a wonderful extravaganza where we watch a SpongeBob episode, discuss some lessons, and of course, learn some stuff and have fun. Mostly this, have fun. Yeah. Mostly. I hope. um but this week we're watching season three episode 19 the sponge who could fly also known as the lost episode act one the sponge who could fly well uh josh and i talked about how to deal with this weird episode because another one of these weird yeah ones with like apache special or something we always have problems trying to split this up this one's a little bit more clear cut so we're actually going to talk we're going to treat the first act as the part where patchy uh, does his thing and then we'll treat the second act as like the actual cartoony bits i will give you the synopsis for that so in the very beginning we get big news um at nickelodeon studios and we found out they found a lost episode of spongebob and they have given patchy the pirate the honor of presenting this episode to us and sure enough we find patchy in the shower i don't know why he's in the shower but just happens to be there and it turns out that he lost it he kind of has this little breakdown and a brick flies through his window with a treasure map to find this lost episode. So the rest of this act, he just goes on a treasure hunt to find the episode. To start us off, Josh, what I wanted to ask you is if you had a body part specifically for treasure hunting, what part of you would it be? And what would you like want it to do? What abilities would it grant you? Because Patchy has this uh, I guess a treasure hunting leg, which just seems like a really just good excuse. Just regular leg. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It just seems like a really good excuse to not have Tom Kenny hobbling around on a real peg leg for a whole episode. Yeah. Which, like, I never really thought about it that Patchy... How many times does Patchy... Like, we have to go back and see, does Patchy have a peg leg in other episodes? I don't know. I thought about that. I couldn't remember... Because like this is the first time he's ever they've ever mentioned the fact that he's lost his leg. Like he's definitely had an eye patch before and yeah. like the, the hook as well. But I don't remember ever, him ever having a peg leg. No, I don't I don't know. I have to, yeah, I'll definitely have to go back to those other weird episodes and see. They just like retconned a peg leg. Yeah, just for just for the gag. Um man, as far as what I get, because something like like a magic, like a, a treasure hunting eye. That can uh, like pick that up, was gonna be mine. You could fix something like that. Maybe like a treasure hunting or something. <laughs> <laughs> it just points in the direction where there's like actual treasure. It's like the compass. That's what it would be. <laughs> it's the compass from Pirates of the Caribbean, but, but it's attached your penis. to me. Exactly. There, that is perfect. <laughs> I'm gonna stick with my eyes situation because <laughs> I like the idea of like having magical <laughs> eyeballs that like help me like. What if they give you like x-ray vision? Oh, and then you're just giving someone way too many x-rays 
<laughs> and then they die from it like yeah. that episode of uh, a thousand ways to die i don't know if you've ever seen that one i haven't but like that sounds terrifying it's it's pretty bad <laughs> basically to summarize that really quick uh two doctors were having sex and this guy was watching from the x-ray booth and it turns out the doctors were pushing the x-ray button and it fried that dude's brain yikes yeah man old... the show is the show is so scary it's like, crazy i've only watched like a couple episodes of it but now I'm like terrified of like irrational things, like a thousand fire ants coming out of nowhere and like chewing me up. I'm like, that what's never gonna happen, but it's terrifying to think it might. See, with my treasure hunting eyes, I could be like, watch out, Josh. There's fire <laughs> ants coming your way. And then your treasure hunting penis would be like, this is the it safe way out. In the other direction, you could go away from that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Perfect. I love that. Okay, my next DD character is gonna have a cursed. <laughs> That can find magical items. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't uh I don't approve. As the as the DM for the next campaign, I do not approve that. It's too late. It's already happening. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so back to this weird episode. Um it's not very exciting first act, to be no. honest. Mm-hmm. Um but one thing I did write down, which I did like that Patchy was like, This is Patchy's private time in the shower. Because Fatima gives me because sometimes I'll try to have like a conversation with her while she's in the shower. And she's like, she's like, this is like my me time. And I'm like, all you're doing is listening to a podcast. And she's like, but this is my me time. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, fine. I guess I'll wait 10 to 40 minutes. I love that gap. 10 to 40. (laughs) Well, you never know. Like sometimes you got to wash your hair, you know? Yeah, that's fair. But yeah, but I do as someone who takes a long time in the shower i do like i do consider it private time where you're just like i like being warm in the yeah. in the steam yeah it like it depends on the shower like if it's like one of those quick morning showers like i gotta get out the door like i can see that not being as much like me time but like most of the showers i take i'm just like i'm gonna sit here for at least 15 minutes while i'm listening to like four like three songs i time it by song i'm like all right three songs have passed by i probably should get up and like actually wash instead of just steam my face off or whatever that's fine like people pay money for saunas like i'm sure it's not good for the environment Mm. i'm really sorry to everyone who who's a lot better than us about the environment um but the little tidbit that you just gave me right now actually gave me a really good small lesson that i actually use in my everyday life is make a playlist that you know the songs well enough that you know how long you've been in in like the shower i can't tell you how many times when i'm setting up for like a like a like on a set and I'm just lighting something, but like I'm on my own. I just put on a playlist that I know that each song I've like, I've never done it, but I've always wanted to do it where like a playlist where it's exactly like five minute songs. So I know like, Oh, three songs, 15 minutes. But like, I definitely know like songs well enough that I'm like, Oh, I know this song's like a seven minute song. So if I'm done by the end of it, we'll be good. I don't even know where I developed that from. I think it was just like force of habit of like driving places. Like, all right, I know that three songs later I've gotten to this place. I know it's like 15 minutes and it's those same three songs over and over again. Yeah. But it's, that's, that's a good little lesson. It's just like, cause it helps you like keep time like subconsciously. I know yeah. that I have ter- horrible time management skills, but like when I'm listening to music, it does help a lot actually. I'm all right. Sometimes there, it depends how focused I am on like the task at hand. Yeah. But usually I'll be like, mm, what time is it? We have like probably five more minutes left. And then people will look and be like, yeah, you're pretty close. Like, um, but again, it's, it all depends if that's like in a corner of my, of the background of my brain, my subconscious. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
I also want to bring attention to the weird in memoriam sequence that like Patchy has where he's like, oh, this is like the end of SpongeBob and it's like all sad and like It's like what they play at like the Oscars or stuff. They yeah, hear, like, like all the dead actors are... and stuff. Like and I was like, this is depressing. Yeah. It was also, like some good clips from like some good episodes. That was like a good little throwback to some stuff. I mean, it was a great little throwback, but it was also like mm, unnecessary. <laughs> I feel like we're just trying to fill time here. Oh, hundred like, percent trying to fill that 27 minute time slot well that's my problem with these patchy things is that they all like there's no real content to it like maybe the party one had some content because you guys see some like characters and stuff but most of them just feel like it's weird filler where tom kenny's just acting like a dum-dum the entire time yeah yeah and like i like patchy as a character but like i only like it when it progresses something and like you're saying like it doesn't really do anything and like i'd prefer just to like start with the episode yeah, I mean, if it's going to be a short episode, just give us a short episode, right? That's what I kind of feel like. And you can't tell that to the advertisers, Josh. This is I guess the so. This is the time before internet ads, <laughs> you know? Yeah, that's fair. I want to talk about the first part of the secret episode, uh, where it's just like SpongeBob walking and something like that. It was like that weird music video. What it reminded me of is like the lo-fi hip-hop videos that are like on youtube where it's just like the same actions happening in loop over and over again yeah but so like spongebob predicted lo-fi hip-hop music videos i think so i think that's exactly what it was um i mean it makes sense and i like how patchy we haven't seen patchy have an overreactive cry but i also like how it was like a low-key like product advertisement for all the cool spongebob you could own yeah because like he's like oh no and he goes to like his bedroom and he like undoes like all this like spongebob swag yeah (laughs) and like i don't know what it is about that um i guess they're called walk cycles but like i don't know what it is about the walk cycles that like just feel so much weirder than the, the other episodes like I don't know if it's like a slightly different drawing style, but even when he's like waving his hands and his tongue's out and he's like, like yeah, I don't, it feels kind of scary to be honest. It kind of, it reminded me of like, of like sometimes Adventure Time does it where they have a different artist draw for specific episodes and stuff like that. Yeah. And it kind of felt like there was different artists animating different parts of SpongeBob during that walk cycle, which is cool. But like you said, it was like some of it was super weird. I, I wasn't there for it. The song was a bop. But oh, like, yeah. I wasn't there for that white cycle walk cycle. I needed to like download that song and just like walk with it in New York. There you go. My arms around with my tongue out, and then you can time how far you're walking, knowing. <laughs> yeah, that. and I could be like, "Oh, it took me exactly." Well, that song would probably be hard because it's so repetitive. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about this weird, overpowered grandma named Mrs. Johnson. <laughs> um, I. Th- Kind of think it's rude that Patchy like turned down her free cookies. Yeah. But I also, after like the weird exit that she has where she's like in like a flaming wheel, not wheelchair. It's like uh, automated wheelchair thing. Yeah. Yeah. Scooter. Motorized, motorized scooter. Yeah. And like, I'm like, what powers does this woman have? Well, like, and also, why is she throwing bricks through Patchy's window? How often does she do that? It's like the remote and the map to find the secret or the hidden episode. Right. I was like, why? Yeah. How, why is she doing this? And why does she have both of those items to begin with? Is she just like yeah. stealing from Patchy just to f- with him? That's actually what I wrote down. I was like, I think she stole it. She watched it. And then she like went upon her merry day and was just like, I got nothing to do. So I'm going to put Patchy on this like weird treasure hunt. Um, And let's <laughs> talk about that treasure hunt. The seven trials of monkey lagoon. 
Which I like that they're referencing that these kids are monkeys because they are kind of monkeys. Yeah. Like, they just run around and climb on everything. And But one thing that I had a hard time writing down, Josh, was I don't know what those f***ing spring horse thingies are. I just wrote Rocky Horse. I don't even know what they are. Like, I didn't even know what to Google. Like, I Googled playground equipment, and I couldn't find, like, what is the name of, like, uh, to describe it at home if people haven't seen this episode in a while. It's, like, those things at the playground where it's, like, lit- a literal spring and, like, attached is usually, like, a seahorse or, like, a normal horse or a pig <laughs> some or Some animal of some yeah. kind. Yeah, or giraffe or something where you, like, sit on it and you just, like, swing back and forth. And I remember, like, my friends are kind of crazy. Like, we would sit on those and they would, like, pull it back as far as you go. And, like, where you're, like, the back of the, like, animals <laughs> touching the ground where it's, like, it should not bend that way and just, like, slingshot ourselves on it. That's a good way to bust your fucking teeth out. Oh, yeah, 100%. <laughs> <the other> way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, like, I've seen, like, horror videos where people like lean back all the way and it slips out from under them and it like oh. nails them in the groin oh jesus no it's a nightmare <laughs> those are dangerous i feel like and like all the other playground equipment slash the other trials the seesaw the slide the merry-go-round monkey bars that also included like, butt butt punches yeah i guess and then the jungle gym and uh swings like i feel like older playground equipment is just so much more scary dangerous for yeah, and sure I, yeah and i haven't been on like i haven't seen like a modern uh, like a modernized like playground in a while but like just the merry-go-round in general i remember being younger and just having like nightmare scenarios where you're like holding on for dear life because you know that if you fly out it's going to be really bad and then there's also like that weird time like <laughs> i remember there was one by my house where like you're spinning so fast and like your head like because of the force gets like pulled out <laughs> of like the nice little bubble that it creates anyone who's been on a merry-go-round knows you this. Knows, so it's like yeah. when you're in like the like the uh, centripetal force bubble you're stuck in it and then like your head like an, a limb flies out and it's like oh no i'm being sucked out of the vortex yeah. <laughs> and then break and then you neck. almost die yeah yeah and then yeah. like you always get like your older siblings or just older people on the playground to like spin you. And it's just way too fast for your little childlike body and muscles. Well, especially older siblings are definitely going to do that. They're going to spin the hell out of you until you like, yeah, fly off. I don't know. I guess like, I haven't been to like playgrounds in a long time, Mm -hmm. but it seems like they, the ones I have seen like walking by, like there's no more sand. Sand seems to be like gone as a concept. It's all wood chips now, but like, it's worse. I would think so, right? I don't, but I guess sand, like you can get pink eye and crap pretty easily from sand. Yeah, and um, cats, cat, cat, yeah. Uh, and then like everything's like that cheap plastic, and it's just like cheap plastic things that you can spin and whatever is what I've noticed. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yeah, it's safer, but it definitely is a lot less fun. Yeah, I don't like I don't like using my imagination. I want to fear for my <laughs> exactly my well being. Um. Uh, when I was younger, when they redid our playgrounds, they filled it up with uh, like uh, those rubber kind of chips. Oh, uh, uh-huh. But like those don't help either. Like when you hit the ground, they hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if there's like a good solution for that. Like yeah. jungle gyms and stuff like that are just innately dangerous. So yeah. That whole sequence, though, I put a small lesson that children are animals. Yeah. Which we've gotten a lot, I feel like, this season. Yeah, More they're like, they're psycho. Yeah. They have no, uh, they have no control over their bodies and they have no concept of right or wrong. So that's dangerous. <laughs> if there's a D and D character you want to build, you should do it off that, off that crazy no control <laughs> of your body and like no concept of right and wrong. It'll be bad. 
I love that. Um, I also wrote down, don't lose your stuff. Because Patchy like, has lost too much stuff. His eye, his hand, his leg, and I guess this really important SpongeBob episode, um, which he destroys in the end by accident. I know. Fighting over a fucking remote. Yeah, there's just like this whole sequence is weird. I mean, I mean, everyone's like he reverses time somehow by like going backwards and like undoing all the stuff he did, which is like so. Again, I don't understand how Patchy plays into this universe. Yeah. Like, is he some sort of superhuman person too, or like is this all in his head? I don't know. I don't know. It's so interesting. And then uh, I like how he's like, "Oh yeah, bury your treasure above ground." That's like a different concept. And Which then, like okay, and then that moment when they open it up, and there's like that weird minor dude. He's like, <laughs> he's singing. Yeah, he, he's just like, I don't know either. Like he references like no one understands what this is. Like why? Like what is happening in this world? I don't get it's, it. <laughs> it's all filler, Josh. It's you're just they're just buying time until the episode's runtime. But that's also a good small lesson. Is like if you're gonna hide something, like people hide like their key and stuff like that, or like their whatever important documents, make sure you hide it somewhere that you'll actually remember. Oh, there's yes. been definitely times when I've like hit stuff from my, especially as a kid, I remember I was like, Oh, I'm going to hide this like special treat. So my brother and sister don't get it. And then like, I completely forget about it. I can't find it anywhere. When I had braces, um, my mom was very big because, you know, braces are expensive to not let me have like caramel. Mm-hmm. Cause like it could rip off a bracket. But I remember specifically at the time I was dating a girl I was in middle school, so there were older older girls and goal and Girl Scouts still, so the statement isn't gonna be weird. I was dating a Girl Scout at the time, and I remember I bought Girl Scout cookies from her specifically and I hid them under my bed in my guitar <laughs> case <laughs> because I would sneak off and eat them. Which I don't Damn. even know if my I've ever told my parents that because it's such a like a small thing. Well now they'll know. But I w- I was being very careful about it. I was like I wouldn't like go ham into it because they're like some things they're like oh don't bite into apples which like i think you're you're dumb you're gonna rip out a bracket real quick that way yeah uh so that's another small lesson is if you're gonna if you're gonna eat with braces be very careful be careful cut your (laughs) cut your apples before you do it i love that you're like hiding cookies under your bed when most like the stereotype is like people hiding porn under their bed or something i'm such an innocent Your child priorities <laughs> i didn't hide any like a uh, drug paraphernalia or anything i just like these are my samoas and my i need them for girl myself. cookies <laughs> given to me with love from my girlfriend <laughs> at the time <laughs> did you have to buy them from her or did she just give them to you i think i had to buy them from her oh okay because like the whole point of girl scouts is to like i like promote entrepreneurship right I guess so. But I guess I wasn't a good enough boyfriend to get free girl stuff. <laughs> it's like our penultimate uh, bubble break for this season. Ooh, look at you using that SAT word. I never took the SAT, actually. Oh, trust me, you didn't miss out. It's I guess not. I still went to college, so I don't know what the point of it was, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Here I am. <laughs> oh, yeah, I just realized that. I'm like, oh, yeah, you went to college. Yeah, I don't know how that happened, but whatever. That's a discussion for another time. SCT is <laughs> bull. It's all good. Standardized think- testing is bull. It's all, yeah. Um. Anyways, so for this week, I think uh, we're not going to do like a discussion topic, but I think we usually do our little updates. Um every season every like once or twice a season i think it's a good time for us to uh do a little update and talk about like what's going on with the spongebob community and mm-hmm. 
just check in a little bit. So uh, what news you got, Omar? What news do I have? Because there's a Let's lot going see. on right now in the Sponge. Like SpongeBob's been blowing up, I feel like, yeah. in the last like five months. Well, there's the two biggest things that have really caught my attention. Uh, if you're keeping your, your eyes on the prize that is SpongeBob, um, is Squidward is getting a spinoff. And also the, like, the stage adaptation is coming to video. It's supposed to like air on like uh, sometime in December, I think. Yeah. So it's coming up soon. Yeah. No, so I think by the time you guys are listening to this or listening to our actual finale, I think it's happening. Well, maybe not. Whatever. December 7th. So market yeah. calendars on Nickelodeon. I think they're actually showing the entire uh, like Broadway SpongeBob yeah. stage adaptation, which is really, we've seen it and it's really, really good. So I encourage you, if you can, to, uh, to watch it. Yeah, I think it's it's going to be really fun to do. And like, I don't know, there's something I always had this. I'm really hoping they're going to like put it out on like DVD or like somewhere for like streaming. Yeah, because I, I used to be obsessed as a child with this version of Barney live. It was like Barney live in New York City or something. Oh. My parents are like, you used to play that tape forever. And it was like drive us insane. And I think there's like something really oddly compelling about watching like a stage production like on video and like having it accessible to kids like that. Cause Josh, you and I always talk about this where we're like, we don't think theater is accessible is, is an accessible medium for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, if you don't live in like a big town where you like theaters even tour and a lot of shows like don't even get to the touring phase and the, it's I mean, so expensive. And even if you do live in a big town, like, being able to afford those tickets is hard for like I know when I was growing up, my mom and dad would never buy tickets to the theater. I mean, I can imagine like dropping sixty dollars a person for a family of like four or five. That's crazy. Yeah, that's a lot. That's, that's a, a lot, lot of money. Like, I was lucky that like my parents were like obsessed with Disney, so we went to like Disney on Ice a lot. And I think the yeah. Disney on Ice tickets, well now they're more expensive, but I feel like back then they were a little cheaper. But even then, like it's still a lot. Like and my parents lucked out because, you know, my dad was in the military, so they got military discount on a lot of those like tickets. Um, but yeah, it is like four, like forty dollars a person. Even like forty dollars for one person is not that bad when you're an adult. You're yeah. like cool. Like I can save up and I can get that. And if my friends buy a ticket, we all can go to the show or whatever. But forty dollars as a family, where you're like, okay, well, both adults have to go, and like even like one kid, that's a hundred like twenty bucks, not even counting taxes, right? Yeah. So I think it's good that it's gonna be airing so that all the kids can see this version of spongebob and like i think i think things like that actually like push kids into like more creative fields like theater and stuff like that yeah i mean as i said like even as a kid we had like i wasn't like uh, unaware of theater like we had like the wizard of oz it was like a, some version that was like taped with jewel like the the was it, she's a singer i don't know she's not country singer whatever she yeah. is but she was playing Dorothy and stuff. I would watch that a lot and stuff like that. But I was like, it was a way for me to get some sort of theater because otherwise I'm doing like crappy school plays in elementary school and stuff that no one really cares about. Like that doesn't yeah. expose you to what theater really is. Yeah. And like, again, unless you have like a strong community theater base in your town or like that you're a part of or your parents put you in, you don't really know how extravagant theater can be. Yeah. Like, and I feel like a lot of people like, like not to knock community theater, but community theater doesn't have as much money. So you like you don't get big sets. Sometimes you get like their bare bones of lighting, and not saying that the performance is any less or like better because there's definitely like 
some people I've seen on Broadway, I'm like, why are they acting? Right. And then there's other people where I'm like, oh, like, I really wish they were on a bigger stage. And like, again, like the talent's not really a huge difference, but definitely like a production standpoint. Much yeah. more of a spectacle is what it is. Yeah. yeah. And I think SpongeBob, like the musical itself, plays a lot into that spectacle. Like there's so many cool like effects and stuff that yeah. happen. And I hope they did it like well. Like I don't know when they did. Have you read anything about when they filmed it? I haven't, no. Like I'm wondering if they filmed it during its run before it closed and like now they're releasing it or if they filmed it like again like after they like finished. I hope they filmed it during the run because that set was really cool. Yeah. Yeah. A little bit of a waste to not like see it in its like full-fledged version. Yeah. Well, like, I'm excited I'm excited to see how it goes. I'll maybe I'll probably watch it. Yeah. We'll I'm see. excited to watch it. Like yeah. hopefully they'll they'll restream it multiple times or maybe they put it on YouTube or something. Um but let's talk about the Squidward spin-off cuz we've talked about other they're doing also like a SpongeBob prequel. Yeah. I think um and I think the newest SpongeBob movie is about Gary being missing, which is just a repeat of the Gary come, come home, home episode. Yeah. Yeah, like, I don't know, like, and this is something I've, I saw online. They say that um, Steven Hillenberg didn't ever want, like, spinoffs or to, like, go super long. But, like, I didn't see a ton of actual, like, quoted literature that said, like, oh, where he was against spinoffs or anything like that. And I understand that I, I'm going to admit that SpongeBob has gone way past its prime as far as commercial. Like, it's very commercial now. Yeah, I would argue that like all the people working on it are still giving it like it's artistic, a hundred percent on their end. But like, as far as like a narrative thing, I'm sure like Josh and I are gonna realize really quickly that it's not gonna be any more compelling than it's already been. You know, like they're not. You can only do so many of the same joke, right? But I do think I don't mind it. I'm like we're already past that point. Like it's not like you not like you'd be like oh now we're too commercial because Squidward gets a spinoff, you know? Well, because I'm personally super excited about Squidward. I've seen a lot. I, of people, I'm really excited for that too. Yeah, yeah. I've seen a lot of people complain on online, um, in like certain threads. They're like, well, the whole point of Squidward is like his dynamic with SpongeBob and stuff like that. And I was like, yeah, but he's a compelling character on his own, and especially like- for older people, like older fans of the show. Like, yeah relate to squidward so much more than spongebob now it's like most of the memes out there just expressing how much like you you're younger you're a spongebob as you grow older you like fall into squidward and stuff and that's why i'm excited for like the netflix series because it's like explores more squidward background and like i think it involves more musical elements too which i'm excited Mm -hmm. for to see how they incorporate that into it all you know And especially now with like Disney Plus out, Nickelodeon has to compete. And like that's that's something to like think about too. Is like the way you say it's like they're using SpongeBob more for like a financial gain now. Mm -hmm. But like to be fair, I feel like SpongeBob more than anything for Nickelodeon is kind of like their their flagship. Like if anything, it's like Mm -hmm. their their staple character. Where Disney has like Mickey Mouse and all that stuff. Where so Nickelodeon needs something, and of course it's going to be SpongeBob. And so it's going to extend longer than it has to, but they still can make compelling content for it, you know? Yeah, I mean, they're all, like, corporations anyways in the end. But, like, you do, that is a good point that, like, they do need, like, like, every freelancer needs it too, that consistent client that comes back every year and pays a ton of money and does all that other stuff. Like, you need to, like, constantly have that or else, like, your business goes down. 
Yeah. Right? Because we live in the shitty society and that's how it works. But like SpongeBob is that for them. It's always been that for them to have like consistent, 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 consistent income. Yeah. And know? it just becomes like a face of their company, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like if you think about it, Nickelodeon doesn't really have any other major cartoons that I would say like. Nothing like SpongeBob. Nothing yeah. at all. Mm-mm. Yeah. And that's why I don't mind it. I don't mind all these seeing the spinoffs. I'm really excited for just like seeing the musical like recorded and everything. And like, I feel like if, if you're going to be bummed out about it or grumpy about it, it, it's the time to have been grumpy about it is a long time ago. Like it's already got, it was, it's we yeah. passed commercialism at this point. We're already past it. Right. But like, just enjoy it. Like, and, or if you don't want to enjoy it, don't watch it. It's fine. Let, let other people don't watch it. Yeah. I mean, and that's, yeah. that's part of it too. Is just like, maybe you've aged out of it because I think what they're doing is making SpongeBob more accessible to younger audiences. And that's why, mm-hmm. A lot of older, like older people, when they watch the new episodes, I think they think it's like a little too immature. But I'm yeah. thinking again, it's like not geared towards a millennial audience anymore. Yeah, you're so. no, you're no longer the target audience, and that's fine. You can either hop on the boat or not. It's the same thing. I tell people with TikTok all the time: if it's not for you, it's not for you. Don't hop on the boat. You don't have to feel obligated to do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's whatever. But. Uh, but yeah, I mean, let us know what you think. And if you do end up watching the uh, the recording of the Broadway, let us know what you thought about it. Because I, I mean, I really loved it. Oh yeah, I thought I had tons of fun. I mean, there's Don't a lot worry. of people I've talked to who got who like hated it because it's like another commercial Broadway show. But it didn't really, to me, it didn't feel that way. Yeah, for me, it was like again, it, everything's commercial. Yeah, especially on Broadway, it's like everyone's just trying to make their money back. But still but had I did, like I, a nice message. I liked it. I don't know. It was fun. It's I a got fun the fills. show. I got the feels from it. So <laughs> Yeah. It's yeah. a fun show. And like sometimes you gotta realize that like not every show is gonna break your heart and like rebuild you and be- make you a better person. Like some shows are just there to watch so you have fun. Yeah. All right. The second part of this episode, which really is like the kind the of actual episode. Actual episode, yeah. So uh this is uh act two, I guess we can call it the sponge who could fly. Uh, so we are we join uh SpongeBob in Jellyfish Fields, and he sings this whole song about wanting to fly with the jellyfish. Um, and so he makes it his mission to figure out how to actually do that. So he tries a bunch of different methods, um, including actually making like an airplane situation, uh, and all of it fails. Um, uh, until he accidentally uh puts a hairdryer in his pants. Maybe not accidentally. Maybe that was on purpose. Uh. <laughs> And he blows up and starts flying because his pants sings another song uh, during all this. He helps all the citizens of Bikini Bottom. Basically, it's a whole superhero premise that with great power comes great responsibility. The <laughs> pants end up exploding and uh, he learns the true lesson in the end was just the friendship. that He could have just been flying with the jellyfish all along because they wanted to help him out. So this is again, this isn't like I feel like when we get these special episodes, they're not really that very special. One note. Yeah. Always one note. It's yeah. like very straightforward. Like we did get three songs, which I'm grateful for, but they're not like songs that I remember. No. Like even not. now, like as fresh as the episode is in my head, I do not remember how the melodies go or anything, Mm-mm. which is kind of bad. It's bad for me as a podcast host of a SpongeBob podcast <laughs> that I can't remember the the exact melody the song and that's like I, that's, I think in general like i don't re- super remember this episode like I, I remember bits and pieces of it 
mm-hmm. but in general like it is definitely one of those like all like episodes that just get swept under the rug which is kind of sad because there's like some like this again we had the songs which are cool um like old man jenkins is like a whole character in this and stuff like that but yeah he has like a whole arc yeah in this whole thing um but to start off i wanted to ask you omar if you had an ability to like fly whether that be like a hoverboard or wings or whatever like what would be your what would be your choice ability in order to fly Mm, so what would be like my means yes means yeah that's a that's the smart word to use uh let's see i like the idea of like fancy kind of pants situation yeah uh but patrick flies at the end with like nothing and i think that it will always be the best um but if i had to have like some type of focus object to like make me fly i'd pick something like really simple like like a ring or some shit I don't want anything that like can easily be taken away from me. That's fair. All right. That's just me being like a suspicious <laughs> person. I don't want the government coming in the middle of the night and being like, we're taking this guy's pants. My hoverboard. <laughs> <laughs> Although a hoverboard would be cool. But like the thing is like I can barely skateboard. I can't imagine hoverboarding. Well, I guess I'm, my biggest fear when I skateboard is always I'm going to hit one of those little rocks and eat. Yeah. So I don't think I would have that problem with the hoverboard. But I don't know. Marty McFly does it pretty well. I mean, that was basically just like him skateboarding, right? In, yeah, like, but what back, I'm saying is like there's no little rock is going to like get stuck in your wheel and like make you oh. skid and then kill you. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Like on a hoverboard. You don't have to worry about that. Uh, but what about you? Do you have a, a do you want fancy pants? I don't know. Fancy pants. I kind of like people don't like the idea of wings and stuff like that. But I think be like a wing situation might be kind of cool. You would you want? Do you want like big angel wings? I don't or think like I want little like chair, big angel wings and stuff. Little like cherub that. wings. Yeah, little cherub, little, little devil wings that like are able to like pick me up. Like like when people are like, oh, what's that? There's no way they can lift you up, and I'm just like soaring through the air with You're these like, like a tiny wings. Bumblebee. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> how how does he do it? What's the physics behind it? <laughs> you just want to make people more confused. Exactly right. I'm already flying as it is. I like how you literally picked bat wings. Bat yeah. wings are, are the kind of wings you have, those nasty, leathery-looking You want that to be your primary mode of transportation. I was thinking, like, yeah. You know, like, like Zubat. He has, like, those, like, giant, like, little... Or, or even when you, like, see, like, imps and crap, those, like, little, like tiny little bat wing-looking wings. That's kind of what I'm thinking of. I so. forgot. I'm thinking of a cartoon character that it's, like, a big dragon with, with like, tiny little wings. I don't know if it was Dave the Barbarian where he had I think that. it was Dave the Barbarian, yeah. Where it's, like, a fat dragon, but it has, like, these tiny little wings. yeah. Oh, shout out to Dave the Barbarian. I haven't thought about that cartoon in a long time. Well, now on Disney Plus. Just kidding. Is it on Disney Plus? It was a Disney show, wasn't it? Yeah. I'm sure it is. There's too many things on Disney Plus. Everyone watch Can of Worms, by the way. I'm just making that a a thing. It's really weird. Uh, Not a lot of people know about it, but go watch Can of Worms. It will traumatize you? Question mark. It'll change your life in some impactful way. I haven't seen it in a while. I need to rewatch it, but I want to rewatch it with people who haven't seen it because it's just really, really weird. But anyways, <laughs> back to SpongeBob. Um, I do want to talk about Farmer Jenkins, mm-hmm. who changes to Sailor Jenkins and then finally turns into his full-fledged, powerful form, uh, Cannonball Jenkins. <laughs> I like how this Pokemon evolution he's gone yeah. through, and he's become like more and more powerful, but. I want to know why he has 
I'm just curious why he has such a, a distaste for fl- city folk and their flying machines. I don't know. I think like Farmer Jenkins is like very topical right now because he's like a typical like okay boomer situation. Doesn't yeah. want the changes. That's what I was thinking the entire time. I was like, all right, okay boomer, you fucking don't want some flying machine or whatever. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna have to beep out boomer because that's a slur. I guess so. That's my bad. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> but. I don't know how an old man goes from farming, which is probably like a very, I, I'd say it's hard work, but like something I could definitely see like old people doing. It's honest like, work. <laughs> yeah. Hard, honest work to sailing, which also feels in the same vein to being launched from a fucking cannon. Maybe he just went for it. You know, at some point you just got to go for your dream and that's it. Maybe he just like, this is what I've always wanted to do. I'm going to be a cannonball now he's like i'm too old i can fucking die whenever now this is this if i go out as a cannonball i'll i'll die like a cannonball it's gonna embrace it yeah (laughs) um what i do like about this episode as like the small lessons um well i guess it's kind of like the the bigger lesson for this this act is the like the whole narrative of like people don't really give a about you until like you offer them something yeah because like with spongebob like no one gave a about him flying they made fun of him they called him the Birdman of bikini bottom and like all this the meanest i've ever seen bikini bottom and yeah. any episode has been here yeah except yeah. for when they when they beat up that old man well <laughs> i'm still debating if he was <laughs> oh god that's such a good moment but but yeah, like they didn't give a crap about him until he could provide him with a service. And I feel like that's like a lesson we can all take away is there's a lot of people in your life, I think, that will do that. It's like there's such a weird expectation that like, oh, someone that you meet has to give give you something in return. Yeah. Like it has or to be it has to reciprocal relationship yeah. of some sorts. Yeah. And not reciprocal in like a healthy way, like in a like, oh, I'm gonna be friends with Josh because I know that he has a microphone so he can do a, a podcast thing like right. you know like it's so disgusting and i don't understand people would do work function like that because i, I don't know because they they seem to make it work somehow like i i know mm-hmm. a couple people like that and they still like have friends and like a big larger group of people i'm just like, i understand how you surround how the people you surround yourself with don't realize that you're just like trying to use them for i think just either either like a afraid. monetary yeah, I guess so. Like, I think people are just afraid of being like, no, stop doing that. Yeah. Like, and like SpongeBob didn't, like, he, he cleaned Mr. Krabs' whole garage. He's like, oh, it's easier when you're flying. And like, I would argue that it's not as easy. Yeah. <laughs> you're in, you're in a small space. I doubt. There's, like, I mean, there's so many situations that people were just like clearly just lazy and taking advantage of SpongeBob the entire time. I'm just like, it's, it's, it's just really sad to see that like this one thing that he wanted to do. We just got taken advantage of, you know? Yeah. I did put it as a small lesson, though, and you kind of mentioned it, is if you want to fly, all you need is friendship. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how that song ends, right? So, yeah. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really upset, though, because of that, because I thought we were friends, Josh, and I've never flown. Uh-huh. So I, I'm kind of, like, well, I kind did, of peeved at I you. I didn't want to spoil your Christmas present this year. Yeah. But oh, you're gonna finally give me the power to fly. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's gonna uh, be me trying to like lift you up, like when you have like your kid and a parent, like they put you up on your legs. You're like, oh, you're flying, but you're just yeah. gonna fly, like crush. <laughs> 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 
Well, I'm glad I can prepare myself. I'll, I'll <laughs> I won't go as ham on on Thanksgiving. On Thanksgiving, I appreciate it. Um, <laughs> do a couple leg days between here and there, <laughs> make it work. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do want to talk about uh SpongeBob's. I want to talk about SpongeBob's different attempts at flying. Yeah. Um, we did talk about bat wings, and one thing that I did write down was that spandex butt. Where does SpongeBob hide them cheeks? I don't know. Maybe he's just wearing unflattering pants, and that's that's a lesson right there. I mean, wear clothes that are flattering to your body. And yeah. So maybe his square pants. He's not really like square all the time, but like well, I would argue, wear clothes that make you feel confident. Ah. Uh, that's also good. So, so you feel like you're you have a flattering physique. Yeah, but I do argue that maybe you should wear some clothes that make you look good. But like, if you're more comfortable in a baggy shirt and you think that makes you look good, then I all all power to you. But let me tell you, if I uh, if I had pants that made my cheeks look like that, uh, Fatima would have to fight off other ladies with the wear them all the time. With a stick. <laughs> what, She'd be like, get away from my man. What were those and bumps then, on his head, though? Oh, I don't know. That's what I was wondering. I was confused <laughs> I, by you, that. You and, don't want to know. And also, like, he's like, oh, I could feel it. He's, like, ready to go. Do you think this, like, developed, like, a weird leather fetish for SpongeBob because of this? Oh, I don't know. What I've always been curious about as far as, like, the whole, like, I guess that, I guess it's considered BDSM or, like, leather play and stuff like that is how do you get in and out of those, like, spandexy PV, uh, I think it's PVC suits or whatever they're called. Just like those like catwoman suits yeah. is how I consider them. Like, I don't know. There's like that Friends episode where he like has to baby powder his his nuts because of the the leather pants yeah, or whatever. Yeah. And, but I always just wonder like those big suits like that. Like, do you have to lube up before you go in? I mean, probably right. I and then are you you're dipping are yourself you in coconut oil? Yeah. <laughs> are you slimy in there? Like, I don't know. That's something you can all write in and let me know if you. If you have some experience with that, Our or BDSM can, crowd out there, please let you, us know. You can send me a a virus friendly link where I, there's no viruses attached to it, you, so I can educate myself. That'd be really nice because mm-hmm. I don't want to go googling that information. I don't want my targeted ads to look like that. <laughs> but uh, get in let's that talk about suit. <laughs> his other creations, uh, the the plane, which fu- very fell solid. Apart. Uh, the lawn chair, mm-hmm. and then the kite, <laughs> where he had some success, I guess. But what I think is funny is like we we laugh at SpongeBob that oh he's so stupid he got like this kite and he's like strapped to it. But human beings do that every day. Oh, we yeah. strap ourselves to f- boats and on vacation we fly in like a little a paragliding. Parachute. Right? Yeah, yeah, yep. It's nuts. It's not, I mean, maybe SpongeBob invented it. That's what it's like. So I'm confused a little bit by this, to be honest, because mm-hmm. it's like the whole concept of flying seems to be like, oh, we got to make it happen somehow. But they show in the episode that there is a plane. They like establish in canon that there is a plane, in fact. Like, so he could, he could fly. Or the idea Wait, that which the plane. Part? Uh, when he's flying in the air, he flies past an airplane, a whole oh, airplane. Oh, yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. That's why I'm confused. It's like we established that these like, Flying machines don't super exist in their world, but then we jump to having an actual airplane in the sky. I'm like, I don't really get this. But again, these short little, these short special episodes, like the continuity, I guess, doesn't super matter. <laughs> I just, I just like the advice he gets as it is grandpa. Oh, yeah. 
where he's like, if we were meant to fly, we would have propellers in our heads or jet en- or jet engines on our backs. <laughs> and I was like, I just think it, that's such like a old timey, like stupid saying to say, like old people like always come up with like weird like that where it's like, well, we did this. We'd have to do this. Yeah. And it's like, not really, but okay. Like, sure. We got technology um, now. We got science. <laughs> and then how Patrick is like, Oh, it's like my grandpappy used to say. And then it's the same. The same. It's Sponge for Grandpa. Pappy. Yeah. <laughs> it just makes me really question Patrick's home life more <laughs> and more. I want to talk about that whole, when, when it does make the airplane, it falls apart. It, like it slices into the silo and like all the grain from uh, like Farmer Jenkins like stuff falls out. But mm-hmm. like there's a lesson I got here is just like clean up after your mistakes because SpongeBob and Patrick just leave. Like they don't even bother to try to help clean up after this i was like you guys are jerks like that's probably why he hates city folk oh yeah (laughs) um but i do want to bring up because this is another time this season we've seen this like weird fetishy kind of old man where he's like can you rub my scalp yeah he's like give me a head rub yeah and then apparently it's like someone he went to like grade school which is somehow yeah because like this guy seemed older than spongebob I'm telling you, he's immortal. He's a god. He's been reincarnated, and he's like Dennis or whatever his name yeah. is. And he's just like, <laughs> like Dennis. <laughs> That's so freaky. Um, I do also like how he saves Patrick from the mime, mime. like in his song, <laughs> and it just makes me think of Mister Mime in Pokemon. I was like, just kind of freaky looking. Have you ever run into a mime in real life? I have. Okay. But not like a classic like French mime. So like one time we had a mime in like our TV studio. We thought he was going to be like this really quiet guy, like super silent. Yeah. He ended up making the most noise ever. He like pretending to pull something. He's like, he's making noises like that. like falling noises and I remember, I remember like my boss being like, I thought he was a mime. And he's like, yeah, like he's a world renowned mime or whatever. And I'm like, he's really loud for a mime. I thought mimes are supposed to be like deadly silent, but I guess there's different uh, degrees of. It's just a stereotype that Bugs Bunny has taught us. All right, Josh, it's time for the Wumbo lesson. Again, pen or Oh, I can't even say it now. Oh, yeah. You already. You already wasted it. The one time that you had it, you should have saved it for the end. Yeah. Well, I'm not even it's saying okay. that. It's fine. No, go for it. Go for it again. <laughs> Our penultimate Wumbo lesson for the season. Oh, yes. I just wish it was like a stronger episode yeah. to do it for. But uh, I'll go first. I'll, okay. take, I'll, I'll take the reins and, uh, and lead us through this. Um, my big lesson was technology isn't always necessary. Okay. Because in the, well, both in real life and in SpongeBob's world, like Patchy ended up kind of ruining the lost episode because he was just futzing with the remote and like dealing with all like the crazy technology quote unquote that the kids were using um, for their trials. Um, But that's like a more straightforward thing where like they were arguing over a remote and they ended up breaking something that was technically lost to time. Mm -hmm. But in the time of the internet, everything exists. And then of course, just SpongeBob in general, like in the very end, he he said it all apparently all you all you really need to fly is friendship so all the crazy that he was building he doesn't really doesn't really need which i think in to translate it to us it's 
more one of those things like there are many times I find myself like, well, is there a way I can do this using my phone or I can do this? And I can tell you how many times in meetings now, like I don't bring my laptop or I don't bring anything else. I just write it down on a piece of paper and you can become a lot. You're a lot more attentive in certain situations without technology nearby. I feel like technology complicates a lot of stuff nowadays, too. Mm -hmm. And I think people don't realize that. And and like we're so reliant on our phones now it's like yeah almost it's almost crazy sometimes when i'm like i don't have my phone i'm like oh damn where's my phone it's like simple things i could do without it oh yeah it's like uh, literally um last week or the week before that my phone like started to freak out and then josh and i were supposed to meet up for food and i realized i didn't re- i don't know josh's number off the top of my head so uh when they wiped my phone i was like well before you wipe it i need to write down this one number <laughs> Because I told Josh to meet me at Red Lobster for Endless Shrimp, and uh, I need that. We need to coordinate. Yeah. Um, even though I could just literally sit at the Sprint store and be like, okay, when's Josh going to show here? up? Yeah. But that's the thing, yeah. too, is just like, I remember remembering, like, writing down my friend's phone numbers and, like, having stuff memorized. But even now, like, I don't think I have any of my family members' phone numbers memorized. I barely remember my mom's because it's been the same since middle school. And that's like, that's a problem. Like, yeah. <laughs> and like, I remember like my, my home phone, but yeah. like who, like, unless I'm in an emergency where I need to leave a message on my home phone, like it's not really going to be I'm not going to call that. Yeah. And then like the only reason I remember my, my dad or my, I don't even think I know my little brother's four digits at the end of his, but like my dad's phone number starts the same way as mine. So like, I just have to remember the last four digits. Yeah. You know? But no, like like I said, the big lessons I got for this one was just literally like kind of look at your life and see if there's things you can get away with not using technology where it isn't really super useful or it might be slowing you down. Because there are times like in my life I think I need to, like I'm going to do my to-do list on my phone because then it syncs up with like my Gmail and all this other bullshit. But then... I don't even look at that note on my phone and it's gone forever. And I was better off just literally writing it on my hand or something. Yeah. Whereas like compared to like my calendars, having all my calendars or our shout out to our friend Jose, who uses a literal wall calendar to schedule his entire life, which I, I mean, he's taken that lesson to heart. Yeah. 100%. And he didn't even know it. he didn't even know it yet. Um, So in a different sense, I think like, don't let it coddle. Cause I feel like, so many people come rely on their phone for directions now that oh, like, yeah, like I, that. when people are like in the city, I'm just like, you gotta, some, if your phone dies, you gotta know how to get around. You gotta yeah. be able to get it. And like, I've run into people who are just like texting me like my phone's about to die. How do I get to here and here? I was just like, you gotta be able to know like yeah. where you're going. Yeah. I mean, that was me that day with, with Sprint. I was like, I know it's on 125th. I know it's on this. So this side of the street and then my phone wouldn't let me open maps because it was bugging out. And then I was just like, well, I'm just going to walk until I see the Sprint store. If not, then I'm going to have to go into someone else. I was going to literally go into T-Mobile to get on their <laughs> their demo phones and look up the Sprint store wow. and then walk down the street or literally just like pop in and be like, do you know where the Sprint, Sprint store is at? <laughs> so uh, what big lessons did you get, Josh? Uh, what Are you going to steal mine? Yeah, I'm going to steal exactly that it is. And that's the end of the episode. Thank you guys for listening. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I got that um, following your dreams doesn't mean compromising for others. In fact, like if you have friends, they should be there to help you and not like be a detriment to them. 
Yours is so much warm, warmer and fuzzier than mine. Mine is like, <laughs> don't use your phone. It's like cold hard technology. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's what you see as a SpongeBob. I think mean, clearly his whole dream was to fly with a jellyfish. Mm-hmm. And he compromised it to help others and to follow what others were saying he should do with those powers and stuff like that. Um, but if they were like true friends, like even Patrick, like used SpongeBob to some degree. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was surprising, but they should have just like let SpongeBob be and be happy and like. And apparently Patrick has the ability to fly anyway. Yeah. So why the, f- why the f- is he asking SpongeBob for. Exactly. Help? Well, I guess escaping from a mime can be hard. So <laughs> maybe you need like the superpower pants to get away from that. But yeah, I mean, and that's something you guys take to heart in your like own lives. Like if you're if you have a dream and like you're having people telling you like, no, you shouldn't be you shouldn't be doing that or that that that's not a valid career choice. Like maybe it's time for a different group of people or a different group or, of friends. You they know? need to be giving you constructive oh, yeah. criticism. Yeah, because I know a lot of people who are like, oh, Omar, I want to do this for my career or whatever. I want to do this. Like, how did you do this or how did you go about getting a job here? And I tell them like. This is what I did. Judging by what you have going on, like I wouldn't do a move to New York with only a hundred dollars in your bank account. Because let me tell you, it's going to cost a lot more than that, um, unless you have blank, blank, and blank. Yeah. You know? And I know it's like I know people who just make moves or they make big drastic moves without any plans or whatever. Or like, like if if you are going to make a move like that, maybe you should have a job waiting for you when you come here. And if you don't have a job waiting for you when you come here, like again, have some kind of savings. But again, yeah, I'm never going to like on someone's dreams because I think it's improbable. Yeah. Like I'm going to try to shape them in the way like, Oh, if, if you want to make this big move or you want to do this big thing with your life, then these are the steps I think you should take if you're wanting my advice. Well, this obviously. is my experience, and like, let me help you yeah. find a way to achieve that too. Yeah, I mean that, and I think that's perfectly valid. It's mm-hmm. just like people who like completely come in and be like, "Oh, that's not attainable. You should change the way you think and stuff like that." You know, because I don't know how many times people have told me like when I was in college, like, "Oh, are you really sure you want to do like a career in theater? Like, you're not really going to do anything with that." Yeah. And I'm like, here, like, what? However many years later, like freelancing all over the freaking country i'm like yeah. i don't know that I, I think people yeah josh what are you gonna do are you gonna what are you gonna do with your other all your spare time i know <laughs> <laughs> what is or that like, what's spare time but it's just even like crazy things like like i like i would never marry someone in less than a month but i've known people who do have it. gone on that route yeah but I, what i would tell them is like you should probably know the person that you're gonna marry within that month even if you barely know them, like, I don't think that's a smart move, you know? Yeah. And, like, I would never say don't do that. I mean, I, I, I might on a personal level, but if I was your friend and I was trying to guide you in a constructive way, I'd be like, well, do you at least know their last name? Like, start something small, right, you know? Right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, and that's the thing about being human is that we're so adaptable that if your dream seems unattainable, it's... It, Usually you can find some way to make it happen or some sort of mm-hmm. like way to make it close, you know, so. Yeah, or at least put you on the right track. Exactly. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Um, I cannot wait until next week. We're going to have some special guests. I won't reveal. You'll just have to tune in to find out. Um, but it will be the last episode of season three. Bum bum bum! Real exciting. Um, really happy for it. Um, gonna get wild. 
Yeah, yeah. we're gonna go crazy. Um, and then we're gonna take probably like a short break. Hopefully, actually this year get you some bonus episodes, but we will see. Yeah, we'll see how things uh, pan out. <laughs> yeah. No promises, but lots of hopes and dreams. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But if you want to send us anything, any comments, suggestions, derogatory remarks, uh, links to how you get inside of those spandex suits. You want to support our dreams. Yeah. <laughs> Please reach out to us on ismanispodcast.com yeah. or email us at ismanispodcast at gmail.com. Or you can follow us on all of our wonderful social media places like Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And also, as always, please, 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 please share with your friends and your enemies and comment on all the major podcasting platforms that you can actually comment on. Or, you know, just give us a a follow. Subscribe. Yeah. All that good stuff. Spam it. Spam it to everyone. Yeah. We we want everyone to know about this going into the new year. You already know that you're getting all those like annoying holiday spam letters from everyone else. Like just send it back with our uh, podcast link in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. When you get that email from the Gap, you reply all, and you, <laughs> and you send them ismainisapodcast.com. Exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I'm really excited to. Oh, what? What Did was you that? Hear that Josh? Yeah, someone just throw something through your window. Yeah, hold on. Oh, it's a treasure map. A treasure map. Does it say where it goes? Oh yeah, it says to. 